0: Hello, salutations, greetings, whatever word you like to use, everyone, to episode number 13 of the Wisconsin Speech and Debate Speaking Hour. I'm your host, Brandon Pudwell, and, uh, you know, I don't think this is going to be an unlucky episode. I think it's going to be a standard episode. We'll see what happens. I don't think the guest I have across from me is going to be a bad omen. In fact, I'm sure... This will be more like lucky number seven. Uh, we have a fun-filled show for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, the individual sitting across from me. We're going to be talking about some successes they are not tournament successes, but some folks I want to congratulate and an organization-wide congratulation, which is very exciting. And today, if you'll recall from last week, I said that I wanted to get some more of our speech-focused members on the show because... One of the issues we've had is it's sort of like the folks don't know each other if they're doing one side or the other. And I I think one of the sorts of missions in doing this is, hey, let's get people to know each other to be truly Wisconsin speech and debate. Kind of like I I said in the election episode instead of being speech, Wisconsin speech or Wisconsin debate. With that all out of the way, we're going to be talking speech stuff with the guest sitting across to me, uh, which is Dylan.
1: Hi, Brandon. How's it going?
0: I am fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a a good day to be recording on this fine end of March evening. But why don't we we just get things immediately rolling here, Dylan. The first thing I always ask people, it's kind of formulaic at this point, but I figure it's good to have, I mean, that's why Scooby-Doo was so successful. It always had a good formula. Tell me about your experience in speech and debate, whether it started here or started in the before times, as in before
1: college. My experience really started almost summer of senior year of high school because, like, at that point I was very, like, uncertain on what I wanted to do and uncertain what I wanted to be. And then I kind of got into the the idea of doing uh, a stand-up comedy. And one of the ideas that I thought would be really beneficial to me would be going to uh, speech and debate in order to help my speaking skills. So that was, like, one of the things that really propelled me toward this group and towards this awesome team that we have here.
0: Well, that's a a late time to get into the speech and debate. Did you do stuff your senior year of high school? Did it start here in college?
1: It started here. Like, if you came to me in in senior year of high school and was like, you're going to go talk, give speeches every week, I'd be like, you're crazy. You should go see someone
0: or something. Oh, So you missed out a little bit on doing it in high school because I think you would have loved the solo humorous category. I guess to be fair, I don't know where you came from. So I don't know if yeah. like your whatever organization you would have been a part of offered that.
1: Where 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 did you come from before you added here? I'm from Wisconsin originally here, but I'm from like mid-sized town called Wausau. I'm not sure if you're from Wisconsin or whatever if you Well, I'm what... from Sheboygan,
0: so I am familiar with Wausau. I've been okay. there a handful of times.
1: Yeah, so I'm from there. It's not like we had a debate team. I know we had forensics. I thought the forensics team was incredibly small. To be completely honest, I didn't even think forensics was about uh, speech. I thought it was like that police investigating thing. So then I figured that out and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool.
0: I feel like that's what everyone thinks at first when they hear forensics is they assume, ooh, criminal investigation science. That's fun. But it turns out you give speeches.
1: Seems a lot more uh, lackluster.
0: Well, I wouldn't call it lackluster. It's just a different
1: interest. Yeah, that's fair. This is pretty cool doing all the speeches and uh, debates here.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying because my understanding is there are like sort of two different forensics groups in yeah. the state of Wisconsin. There's the WFCA, which I was a part of. And then there's the WHSFA. I think they both did this solo humorous speaking. If you wanted to do stand-up comedy, I think you would have found that pretty, pretty entertaining at least.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But it's kind of weird because like I really... That was, like, one of the biggest things I kind of struggled with for a while was, like, trying to find what I wanted to do. So, like, when I finally did find that I wanted to do, like, stand-up, the summer of senior year, like, I had already done everything in high school. High school was done. And now just figuring out that I wanted to do this was, like, kind of revolutionary almost, and it helped me figure it out. And uh, that kind of led me to this awesome team or whatever. So you're saying it was the summer going, like, starting here, you're saying? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay that that makes more sense now.
1: Yeah. So I didn't do anything in high school with that.
0: Interesting, interesting. So tell me then what we're, we're going to go into more detail on what you actually do in these. But tell me what sorts of things do you compete in or tra- you know dip your toe in yeah. so far when you've been here?
1: So I've done impromptu, uh, which is like limited prepared speech. I've done extemp, which is like news. And then I was going to do like a prepared speech, but that might not be happening anymore.
0: Well, you never know. I mean, you've got, is this your first year in college as well? Yeah. I've had a lot of first year folks on this show. That's, that's probably a good thing. Maybe that just means you'll get to
1: return in the future. when You can build more character over the shows.
0: Yes. Yes. I haven't had anyone return yet. And I mean, by the time I'm done here, I don't think I'll have had anybody return because I'm going to be graduating in May. Oh, okay. But whoever is going to be the next generation, because I would like to see this new institution I've built continue, maybe they'll be like, hey, Dylan, you want to come back on now that you're a junior or something? That'd uh, be dope. I agree. I, let, let's just put it like this. The time when I listen to this show is right now and when I edit it. So I listen to the show twice every time. <laughs> I don't ever listen to it on any podcast platform because that would be very egotistical and redundant. <laughs> But when someone else is hosting it, I definitely will. So I look forward to seeing episode number 39 where Dylan returns or
1: something. I don't know. Dylan makes an epic comeback everyone's been waiting for.
0: Dylan makes a comeback. And, you know, at that point, he'll have, like, gained five or six different awards, separate tournaments. He's he's doing the triple categories like other people are. You know, he, he you're just going to be a master by that point.
1: Hopefully. That's the plan. That is the plan. I so, mean, nobody sets out to do this and is like, "Yo, let's just have, let's just like settle for mediocre."
0: Yeah, that is very true. I would know that from experience. I definitely set out for success, but ended up settling for mediocrity. So sad. I know, I'm that's why. That's why I don't compete anymore. Why I do a lot of judging is because I knew that I was always that kind of in the middle. But I digress. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Awesome. So why? I mean, aside from What I'm assuming is going to be a similar answer to what Brian gave last week, which is, AJ told me to, why did you do impromptu and extemporaneous
1: speaking? So impromptu was like the go-to category when everyone started. When I first joined, everyone was like, you have to do impromptu. This is the way you develop your speech skills, and this is how you'll be successful for all future arguments and tournaments and whatever. So I started doing that, and that's basically what I exclusively for focused on first semester. Then Extempt was suggested to me by Jeremy. He's kind of like an ad- an advisor for speech. I don't think you've ever met him.
0: Well, Jeremy was at the sort of like forensics
1: training. Oh yeah, that he was. I helped record stuff for, so I I met
0: him there. But that's the only time I've seen him.
1: Yeah, he's a pretty cool, dude. He was the one that kind of suggested, like, hey impromptu and extent overlap a lot. You just have to basically you get a little bit more prepared time and it's about current events. So it's like, yo, you should do something about that. And I was like, all right, sure. I can weasel my way in there or whatever. Is one of your goals so because you said
0: you wanted to start of stand-up comedy is one of your goals to try to go in the future maybe into some of those interpretive interpretation categories because I think I I think as, you know, somebody who did forensics for 4 years and has been with this group I'll just because 2020 to 2021 was the imploded year of school. I will say two years, even though you could call it three, but just because of how time works, I would think interp categories would be something you might want to think about in the future.
1: Have you thought about them? There's actually a different category that aligns even better. So there's like a prepared speech called ADS, which is after dinner speaking it's you make a point and you're just supposed to add like humor throughout it all so it's sort of like stand-up comedy but it's not and it's seems like one of the best ways one of the best overlaps with that category so i was thinking about doing that for a while but i haven't thought about anything in interp so that's interesting because when i brought i've also brought this up a couple of times but after dinner
0: speaking from what i know about it is it seems like a sort of specific scenario for what one of my peers did, which was called special occasion speaking. And in special occasion speaking, you gave a similar... It was sort of like a fictional speech, and that's kind of what I think after dinner speaking would sort of be like. You're making a point, but it's in the sort of like fictional setting sort of scenario. Depends
1: how you take the prompt. But yeah, I could see it being like that. Oh, so there's a prompt for this, too. No, there's no prompt. My bad. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, because in in Speckock... What they did is they were given like four different sorts of scenarios that they could give a speech in, and they just sort of had like act as if they were this character. But instead, they were delivering a uh, speech. It was always really interesting. You could you could have very serious speeches, but you could also have your humorous speeches in there too. So I think that'll be interesting to see because I've I've actually never seen an after dinner speech. Is that the prepared piece that you were planning and are just shelving for now, or?
1: Yeah, that was a prepared piece that I was planning. Basically, after dinner speech is exclusively, its goal is to ha- be like a speech, but it's also supposed to be as funny as possible. I've never seen what you're sort of describing as like a uh, fic- fictional kind of setup, up uh, story plot as what you're saying. I-, I haven't heard of anything like that.
0: Well, what I mean when I say that, let me uh, go back. And reshare this story because it's what it's one of my favorite forensics related stories. It's not fictional in that there's a plot necessarily. It's fictional in that you're sort of playing a character as if they were in the scenario.
1: Nah, it's not like that.
0: So this is this is like Dylan is being Dylan, but you're making a point using humor to like illustrate
1: throughout. Is what you're saying? Yeah, basically, it's a speech for funny things. Okay, okay.
0: Well, that 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 seems like it could be fun. I'd I'd have to see it. That's that's part of. I guess, you know, I don't have a frame of reference for what it's like. What what were you planning on doing your speech on? I mean, you could still do it in the future, maybe. mind.
1: It was an incredibly simple topic. It was about what is the meaning of life. Yeah, so I was uh, kind of going through the different philosophies that were propelled what the meaning of life is and what it kind of represents. And I tried to uh, make that into a great speech for a while. But, like, my biggest problem was just that you have to have a lot of citations in your speech as well and like there's no citations for like what the meaning of life is because nobody's going to have the guts to go say scientifically this is what it means to live this is what it means to be a person.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's kind of a an amorphous question that you can't really research on, is it? So sad. What a shame. Makes it hard to do your speech. That makes me really curious what kinds of after dinner speaking Pieces there are out there because I guess I would sort of envision something more in your direction as opposed to something that would require uh, a bunch of citation as well. But again, no frame of reference. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so sad. If I had a, I, I don't think this would work for this show. But if I had like a soundboard, uh, maybe I should add so sad to the soundboard.
1: That's one of my favorite sound effect or like sayings that just goes unnoticed. It's just so sad. It works in any scenario.
0: Well, you're right. It does, it's a pretty universal sort of uh, saying, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's talk about, like, wh- what I- what do you study or what have you been studying here? I assume you're just in your gen eds
1: right now at the moment. Uh, no, I took a lot of AP credits in high school. So I was able to transfer approximately 30, 32 credits. Nice. So that's basically a full year of school already. So I've got, like, a lot of my gen eds already done. So right now I'm already into, like, my major specific courses. I've got most of what I need to get done done, and that's really nice. What have you been studying,
0: then, over the last year?
1: I've been doing uh, math and uh, statistics, although I'm not sure. I might do both. We'll see. Why, Why math and statistics, then? I was always just really good at them. I was also thinking about getting into machine learning for a while. So that'd be like doing stuff like Siri, computer vision, all of that jazz. And so that stuff really interested me for a while. So I figured I might continue down that path. We shall see. If stand up doesn't work out, we've always got, we've always got that to fall back on. It's kind of what I was thinking. Is stand up is like that's that's my
0: uh, passion thing I want to do, but I guess I have to do the thing
1: that like. I guess I have to be normal.
0: I have to pay the bills. <laughs> At least to a larger extent than just scraping
1: by, I guess. Yeah.
0: What kinds of, what what level of math are you in right now? I am, I am a mathematical plebeian.
1: Okay. Right now I am in linear algebra, which the scale kind of goes like algebra, getting like that done if you haven't, then it goes like calc one, calc two, calc three, and then linear algebra. But right now I'm kind of taking calc three and linear algebra. Together, because I just figured that would be the best use of my time or whatever.
0: Has that made the linear algebra challenging because they're talking about things that you would learn in calculus three or?
1: No, it's not. The deal is with like uh, linear algebra is that it's not even necessarily that there's a lot of that you use a lot of calc three to for your linear algebra, but it's more so that it's just a common progression like, hey, you do calc three and then you do linear algebra. It's just how they expect you to do it, yeah. I guess. That's kind of their game plan. Mm, I see. But I've never been one for game plans. <laughs> <laughs> you like to blow up the plan, so to speak? Yeah, I like to say, let's not do it that way. Let's make everything a little bit more complicated.
0: <laughs> what kinds of things are you learning? And I don't know, I, like I said, I am a mathematical plebeian, so I will hope my eyes don't glaze over when you're describing it because I don't understand it. But what, what kinds of things are you learning in these sorts of math
1: classes? So right now, there's a lot of what's like called vectors. If you know the character from Despicable Me, you might, you might know what that is. You can think of it almost like an arrow in space. So if there's an arrow that's pointing one direction, the end of the vector kind of has its point, its direction. The length of the vector is its magnitude or kind of how strong it is. You can almost think of it in like forces, like me pushing on this table here could be thought of as a vector. But that's the basis Of like a lot of what I do with right now, I hope your eyes didn't gloss too much there.
0: It it did not, but you know I'm. So it's kind of like it's a physics sort of deal where it's talking about how things move forward. And you're saying like the tip would that or like the tip of the vector would that be sort of where it
1: stops then? In theory, it's based on yeah. So like there's a lot that you can kind of do with that. So like the tip can be represented as like that physical like hey this is a direction plus a amount or it could be thought of as just like a unit of storage or like a unit of data storage which is gets a lot more into like linear algebra in that sense but basically it's just a lot of use off of that and like kind of seeing what you can do with these what are the applications you can do from what goes off of this how it branches off into making the rest of uh mathematics much easier well, let's let's talk about
0: some of those applications. See that that's that was always one of the problems I had in math is I've just like I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna like use this beyond what I'm doing right now, and I'm just I'm struggling.
1: Yeah, for instance, in machine learning, you have a lot of data that you have to use. So, like if you put multiple vectors together, almost this is kind of simplifying a lot, but you get what's called a matrix, and a matrix can store a lot of data, and there are a lot of good and useful functions in these matrices that you can use with those uh, other matrices and this data. So that simplifies uses in machine learning uh, where you have tons of data, but you've got like you need to manipulate it very easily. So that simplifies that. Uh, it's a common thing in physics just like with the what I was talking about right here. It can also be used to describe movement in 3D space. So, like, if I want to describe movement of a bird through a sky, I could describe a vector changing shape over time, for instance. So, it's mostly a physics and, like, a computer application sort of deal? Yeah. So, like, there are two main uh, realms where vectors come in very useful. There is, like, the physical pointing idea, and then there's the data storage idea.
0: That's interesting because those seem like two very distinct ideas, and yet they're both used for the same thing.
1: Yeah, it is kind of interesting, and that's kind of the one of the biggest branches off. Like the physicist uses it for one thing, computer scientists uses it for another, and then the mathematician is like, "Hey, they're the same thing. Why are we?" Why are we discussing this? Let's look up, (laughs) let's branch onto this for absolutely no reason and have an entire course dedicated to it. The mathematicians are the most theoretical about it, it sounds like to me. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's kind of mathematician's job.
0: Well, I suppose it is because, you know, you could be like, you could be that person who's like, numbers are all arbitrary, man. They're all things we came up with. They don't
1: really exist. They don't mean anything in real life. Exactly. They have no purpose.
0: It's the time is an illusion, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think someone, I think Brian said that last week, too. He said time is an illusion. But and, now, I, and
1: now you're saying that. Well, See, it's going, it's going to perpetuate now.
0: I know. And this is going to, there are certain uh, things in classes that are like in class, you know, the in jokes, right? So in I'm taking a, a video editing course right now. And right now we are editing the 10th scene in the student film, Jalen's Turtles. It is the that film and the main film we're editing are very much student films.
1: It's nothing like you'd watch this on your own time. You wouldn't bother with watching this for fun. Uh,
0: not even just that. It's that the scripts are not
1: what I would call amazing. Oh, that's what you mean by student
0: films. <laughs> yes, I get it. They're on a student budget of like less than $1,000 probably. And I, they probably didn't have a ton of time to go back and refine the scripts. But, and this isn't even the thing that I was going to go into, but the endings on both of them are so out there on, on this film, Jalen's Turtles, and the other one is No Son of Mine. Honestly, you can look you can look up tons of cuts of different scenes from these films online. Like, I, just, I decided one day, let me just look this up, and you can find, like, 30 different cuts of the sixth scene from No Son of Mine. It's crazy. But I digress. The point that I'm trying to come up here is, like, you know, maybe, maybe... Time's Illusion is going to be another, it's going to be a running joke on here, like how on my editing course, one of the running jokes now is from Jalen's Turtles, scene 10. The scene opens up, and you have this man and this woman, and they're talking about Jalen, who's the woman's child, right? And she's talking about, ah, you know, all the the little girls are going after him, because he's like an eight-year-old little boy. And then the guy goes, that's a true player right there. (laughs) And so everyone in class has picked up on on that line. So there'll be like when we're just watching through the scene, people are like, that's a true player right there. So it's just uh, maybe Brian started a new trend on here. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's not the first running segment, but I will not go into that yet. Uh, We'll get into that later if it actually becomes topically relevant. But as also kind of a tradition with last week, that's a bit of a, a large tangent. Uh, da, 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 we were talking about your mathematical experiences. Is that is that mostly what you're doing right now, math stuff, or what non-math things are you studying?
1: Yeah, I'm doing non-math things or otherwise known as uh, classes I absolutely despise. So I got an English class right now. I've got a biology class. I've got a sociology class. I don't really enjoy a lot of them. I thought about doing... And becoming an English major just because I enjoy writing and getting into stand up, I'd know I'd have to write a lot, but like I hate reading. So it's like the English class is just not for me.
0: So is this more of a literature class then? Yeah, you're saying? basically.
1: It's a, it's actually about all about sound. It's like sound in literature, which is a very weird course concept. So it's like what does the word zap mean in literature or like in reading? Like, how does, what does this fart joke mean? (laughs) That's what we're studying right now. What does this fart joke mean in the context of the future political world? See, when you said sound
0: in literature, I was assuming something like, this is sound that we're doing. (laughs) Like, this this is
1: audio media. That's kind of what I would, I would expect that. Yeah, no, it's like 18th century, just like words that are representing sound in old books that... I'm surprised still that are still remembered.
0: Uh, see, that bugs me because I am a large proponent as someone who really enjoys doing literary analysis on pieces. I love that sort of stuff. But man, it really gets annoying when you're focused on what does zap
1: mean? Like at first I thought, hey, this will be a cool introduction. Nope, let's get out. Let's get out of this class. And well, I, And I've got a paper due soon, so now i got to write write about that as well oh what do you have to write about there we get to choose one of the pieces that we read and i'm choosing this piece about like what the Loch Ness monster supposedly sounded, like and it's just like a bunch of nonsense noises and i'm writing about how this entire paper is sort of stupid and how it's just like a point about hey don't take any of this too seriously here don't go in depth too much here because it's like You'll start to find things that, like, there's no reasoning to find in whatsoever.
0: Well, I mean, I haven't read the text, but from your description of it, here's the problem with the text. Last time I checked, the Loch Ness
1: monster isn't real. Exactly.
0: How do you come up with sounds for the Loch Ness monster that isn't real?
1: That's one of the big points. It's not. It's not a thing. So why is it? Why are we looking into this so much? Why are we bothering?
0: No. Now let me let me be fair here, though. I I'm. I'm taking a film course. right? So, yeah, things like that need sounds. So I'm not saying it's a fruitless endeavor. Is that what you're saying? Or are you thinking,
1: like... I think it's just overdone, per se. You think they're overthinking it a little bit? Yeah, well, not even that. It's just, like, we don't need an entire course for this. This could have been easily like, oh, one week, two weeks, and then move on to next concepts. Well, I was just
0: referring specifically to the Loch Ness Monster text. Oh, okay. I mean, are they coming up with really weird sounds in it
1: or just, oh, it would roar like you would expect it? No, there's like no English word in it. It's just like sound effects on text. So it'll have like words like Z-R or B-R-K, for instance, and like we're supposed to interpret what that means. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm getting out of it.
0: But what, but what do you get out of that? There's no meaning there. Exactly.
1: But then we spent, like, an entire day in class talking about it, and I'm like, I'm going to bring this back up in my paper. This needs to get re-talked about. I'm not letting this slide so easily. I'm so
0: glad that this is
1: (laughs) restricted to our group, because I'm sure
0: that if your professor heard us talk trashing his his or her class, they would be very upset right now.
1: Yeah. But, you know, she's going to read my paper anyway, so... (laughs)
0: Well, that's true. You know, uh, she's clearly invested in it, and she's still going to hear you talk about how this is stupid. The Loch Monster could make a noise, but it's not going burk or or whatever.
1: Exactly. Jeez. So
0: sad. So sad. Hit the button. Boop, boop. So sad. <laughs> well, how about sociology? What course are you taking for that? I've, I've only taken one
1: sociology course i'm doing that for my ethnic studies class like it's like race and relations or whatever
0: is it 134
1: it's 170 i believe oh because
0: i took 134 the
1: sociology of race and ethnicity i can't remember exactly what mine is called but it's like it was kind of surprising me because like we only started talking about race like one week ago really yeah and like the rest of it for a while it might be, like, populations and race. I think that's what it's actually called or whatever. It's so like, for a while, we were talking about uh, population pyramids, fertility rates, aging, mortality. And now we're just starting to get into, like, hey, this is the ethnic study course. We're going to talk about the ethnic study part of it now. Huh,
0: that's bizarre. I would think that the course that, like, if that's supposed to be a significant part of it, that they would spend most of the course talking about it. I'm not one to judge. I just need the credits. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. Yeah. Well, because when I took one thirty-four, that was actually part of my first year interest group. My fig. Your fig. Yeah. Remember?
1: Did you take one no, of those? I was like, no fig.
0: <laughs> no. I see. I wanted to take it because I thought the th- there was a, a fun one that I did. I did the game design fig. Oh, okay. So we ended up making a game. I still don't have the game, which reminds me, I need to contact the professor about that because we have physical games. We made board games. Oh, that's dope. Isn't it? I know, it's yeah. such a cool thing. I want my game. You want your game back? Yeah, I'd like to have my copy of it because we we used Game Crafter, so they, they print out stuff for us. Oh, that's dope. But I need to get it. Maybe that could be a fun WSDS activity one day.
1: Maybe. Maybe but that'll, be the, that'll be the future classic. We played Brandon's game from like eight years <laughs> ago.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. I want to keep it in my possession. But okay. if there if there's like four copies of it and the other three people I worked with on it don't want it, then maybe then you can have it. But I digress. The point I was trying to make about one thirty four is just that we basically looked at here's a sociological concept. Here's how it applies to race. I kind of expected that that's what that course would be like.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised about it too because like now we're starting to get to the neat. M- m- nitty-gritty so like now we're finally like we just talked about like institutional racism and whatever so like we're just starting to get to it but like it was pretty late in the course for what i thought we were gonna be talking about basically the entire time i don't know i digress though
0: i mean we are in week 10 Yeah. so i would i would expected it
1: earlier i mean i'm in a course that's about sound so like i'm not gonna talk about how courses are structured (laughs) (laughs) so sad so sad uh, and what about that biology one? What's that like? Bio is actually kind of cool. It's just like it's hard to memorize things because, like, I'm sure you know about this, but, like, biological sciences, it's basically all memorization. There's nothing like, hey, this concept moves into this concept, which works really well with that concept. It's more like here's this, here's that. It's very Remember gross. that for when it's going to be important later.
0: Yeah, so I didn't take biology specifically because what I was told by an advisor was, well, you don't want to take that because that's like mostly for the actual majors, but if you take some of like one of the surrounding areas, that's better for what you're doing. So I took a genetics course and a horticulture course. Yeah. But it was still kind of similar in that it's like very rote. You're going to do all these things. I mean, they kind of
1: built on each other, more so the,
0: well, no, they
1: they built on each other a bit. but I guess it's more like, hey, this concept kind of goes along with this concept, but at the same point, it's kind of like there's still two separate facts that you kind of have to remember for the future.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of describing it. To me, it sounds like you would rather be continuing on the mathematical train right now.
1: Yeah, because, like, math is cool like that, and that you can kind of just discuss one concept, and then, like, it, like, just magically morphs into another idea. Like, oh, you can do that with that? Oh, that's interesting. And then that morphs into nothing. It's like, oh, look at how far we've come! Look at what, look at what we've done in the world here so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. That's, I, I suppose, that is kind of the problem with some of the other areas of study is that they're a little more arbitrary in the sense that they're sort of man-made concepts in a way. Like that's one of the problems with the social sciences is that it's, like, yeah.
1: it's all a social construction. It's not real. It's, it's not real. Then we get back to math. It's all. Uh, what's what's your phrase? It's all. Uh, it's an illusion. It's an
0: illusion. We're we're gonna get real meta here. Don't no worries, folks. This is not a conspiracy podcast. This is a this is a legitimate podcast. No promises. No, there are promises. <laughs> uh, and I should have done this earlier. I was doing so good about doing this for so many weeks in a row. But again, I forgot this week, and I was even thinking about it earlier today. The views expressed on this show are not necessarily reflective of the Wisconsin Speech Debate Society, uh, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. They're entirely our own. And, you know, I mean, they're in speeches that we have to go off of evidence of anyway, so I'm just saying we're more so presenting their arguments than, like, our own arguments. Or, you know, maybe they're in a hypothetical debate if we were doing maybe focused
1: stuff today. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it is.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I think we, we've talked a bit about... We've talked enough about school stuff. Uh, Dylan, if you were doing something that was at home as opposed to at school or in a school location, what would I find
1: you doing? What, what's, what's your personal hobbies? Chances are you could find me at the gym, could find me watching Netflix, you could find me writing stand-up as well, or you can find me taking a nap. <laughs> You're one of the
0: two people that I've had on who's sort of a, a physical gym person.
1: Yeah. I used to not be one. I used to be like really fat or whatever and big. And then I like COVID hit and I was like, I got to get in shape here. And uh, now I am a little bit, at least a little more than before. Really? Cause yeah, I wouldn't, I would not describe you as somebody that would be overweight. Yeah. Before it was a problem. But then I kind of like got rid of it at fix it end of high school. And I'm here and I've kind of just, nobody knows my past. And it's like, cool, I get to start over.
0: Yeah, I suppose that is true. Are you more like an actual sports person or specifically like the weights and the running and stuff at the gym?
1: I used to do curling or whatever. I'm not sure if you know what that is. That's the one with the stone and the brooms. Yeah, that's yeah, the, that's the one. curling, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, so I used to do that. That has a decent amount of physical activity if you're one of the brooming people. But... Uh, I stopped doing that just because of time. And now I just find it so much more effective just to be able to go to the gym. And it's like you burn so many more calories. You get so much. Because ultimately, I don't go to the gym because I want to feel good. I don't want to have a fun time. I go to the gym because I want to look good. I want to get in (laughs) shape. I want to have a six pack, hopefully, one day. (laughs) Everyone will see how well that goes, though. So you're saying it's a specifically
0: looks-based process that you're going for here?
1: A little bit, but it's also like I want to eat what I want and I want to be able to live healthily for a while as well. Ah, I see. But so, a six-pack is a good motivator as so. well.
0: So you're saying you're eat, like eating how you want, but you're exercising to kind of work it off, or are you doing both at the same time? A little bit both. Interesting. I would not have guessed that that was your motivation for going to the gym. Like I said, I'm not the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find yourself doing more weight stuff or more cardio stuff there?
1: I do a lot more weight, but, like, recently I've been doing, like, 30 minutes on, the on like, the treadmill at, like, max incline just because that's a really good way to burn calories and maintain muscle mass.
0: So what kinds of weight machines would I typically
1: find you on, like, leg stuff or arm stuff? Switch it up every day. And, like, uh, when you work out consistently, like, I go, I try to go six days a week. It usually ends up as, like, five days a week. It's usually ends up like going like there's a push pull legs and like push is like you're pushing stuff away. So like if you have a classic bench press and you're like trying to lift the weights off your chest. Pull is like you're you're pulling a weight towards you, like if you know what a row is, or like that that's a bad description for the It's people like the listening. same
0: motion you do when you're rowing like a
1: Yeah, like uh, a rowboat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess that is a good description. Uh, so yeah, when you're like rowing in with your arms and then like those work different muscles. So you kind of do those on different days. And last day you just kind of do legs because nobody likes to do legs. So so uh, they kind of just get that out of the way and it's kind of unique in its position because there's not a lot of exercises that can work in combination with the upper body.
0: Well, maybe because the, the only other like athletically focused person I've had on here so far has been Zach and he's much more of a sportsy person than a, a gym person. But... Yeah.
1: I didn't know Zach was really athletic to be familiar with.
0: Well, Zach Dyer to be specific.
1: Okay.
0: He he was, I remember him talking about like, yeah, he's, he's excited to do volleyball and like go outside and do this stuff, you know, when it gets warm instead of being in the 30s and 40s all the time.
1: Yeah. When you're able to move outside when your cells don't freeze.
0: Yeah, you know, when I can finally stop wearing this winter coat
1: sick of this being so stupidly cold. Yeah, it's teasing us now. It's like poking at us like, hey, look at this. You might be able to get away from today. Oh, there it goes. Now it's going to be dark. We're days
0: away from April. I want it to be warm. I want yeah. to be in the 50s and 60s.
1: Yeah, don't we all? It's annoying. That's why I'm going to move to like Africa one day. No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> You're going to move to a warmer climate at least? Yeah. I'm going to hope that I get out of Wisconsin a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that doesn't offend my mom and dad if they're listening.
0: I'm not going to specifically send it to them, so they'll only okay. find out if you send it to them.
1: All right. Maybe I will, just to tease them.
0: Ooh. You're going to clip out this portion and be like, hey, mom and dad, look what I said to my... Uh, or like, hey, I was I on here of...
1: recently. And then just like tease it to them and be like, yo, you should totally listen to this thing I recently... There, I didn't trash uh, living in Wisconsin or anything. Wow. So mean. So sad. <laughs> so so sad. sad. See, it works well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess it does. Maybe, maybe I should get a, a soundboard if I had the money for a soundboard for here. <laughs> so sad. So you said you also are a, a purveyor of the, the Netflix. You like watching some TV or movies on there in particular.
1: I do TVs because you get the better character development. You get more invested. It's like, oh, I've watched 50 hours of this one show. And now I can't wait to see what Jessica does next. <laughs>
0: That's a long show. Is that a real show or just a hypothetical show? That's a hypothetical.
1: I could never do 50 hours of one show. Well, what shows do you find yourself watching? Well, right now I'm watching uh, Peaky Blinders. If you know what that one is, that's the one with like Cillian Murphy. It's like the English mob TV show. What was the one I just got done with before that? Oh, I did Gotham for a while. That was a long series. I was surprised how long that took. Takes place in the DC universe kind of seeing. Isn't it like pre-Batman? Yeah, though? pre-Batman, kind of. It follows Jim Gordon. I'm not sure if you're a connoisseur of the DC universe, but it kind of follows Jim Gordon, the police c- commissioner, and his rise to fame. And it kind of like shows how all of the villains got their start in Gotham.
0: Comic books are an interesting medium uh, between the two like major players. I would tend to think I'm more of a DC person than a Marvel person. But I also can't act like I really, truly follow this sort of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's no, like, set story which really bugs me. There's just so much media to go through. And then it's like, but, psych, it doesn't really apply all the way except for some certain consistencies. Like, Bruce Wayne's parents always die. And even that's not always true. I'm sure there's a comic out there specifically where Bruce Wayne's parents don't die.
1: There's some fanfic out there.
0: No, I guarantee there is an official comic where
1: the plot is Bruce Wayne's parents don't die. Batman builds a time machine that goes or like an alternative dimension machine and he goes meets his parents when they're in their 80s.
0: Oh, maybe, maybe that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Well, because what's supposed to be his motivation to become Batman? Does someone else become Batman in that world?
1: Joker is just like, well, I've got no motivation here. I can't mess with Batman anymore. Well,
0: the Joker can't exist without Batman. They're supposed to be like opposites of each yeah. other. You see you see, kind of why it's like it's a plunge and it's like, I feel like I I could take it, but I'm scared to take
1: it. Yeah. Batman caused all of the problems in DC Universe. Confirmed. Yep, that's our... None, uh, none of them would be here without him.
0: Mhm, he would not Superman would not have come to earth
1: Superman Batman. wouldn't be Superman wouldn't exist with Bat. if Batman wasn't a thing.
0: Yep, they all they all go together is apparently our point here. But yeah, that that seems like an, an interesting sort of show. Uh what other ones and maybe go into a little more detail cuz people might not be familiar with the show. That's sure. true.
1: Peaky Blinders, uh the one that I'm watching right now, that's kind of like Takes place English, or not English, Great Britain, early 1900s. First season is, like, 1918, but then, like, the season I'm on is, like, taking place right during the Great Depression, like, Black Tuesday. And so it kind of follows the rise of, like, this crime family. I don't want to spoil anything, but they're called, like, the Shelby family. And kind of shows, like, their troubles and their plots and problems that they've had to go through to get to where they are today.
0: Well, so if you're interested in watching that, it's on uh, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. We're not sponsored at all. I will never have a sponsor for the show because
1: it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> How much money do they have to give you to get a sponsor?
0: I do not believe in sponsoring stuff like this. See, that's always one of my problems with podcasts and other independent media sometimes is just, I don't think you actually use this thing that you're sponsoring here. Maybe. Well, you don't use Netflix? I actually, so I... Despite having like some media interest, don't really find myself watching a lot of TV yeah. and movies. And part of that, I think, is just because I'm notoriously picky when it comes to this stuff. Like, You could probably name three very famous movies, and you'd get lucky if I said I've watched one of them.
1: Okay, let's try. Okay, we're going to try uh, it. Endgame, did you watch that? I have not seen that. Okay, that's depressing. Uh, <laughs> next one, Godfather. I have not seen The Godfather. Okay, let's let's think of one that you have seen here, though. <laughs> Oh, I bet you've seen Back to the Future. Okay,
0: see, you picked the one that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I've seen all three Back you've to the Future. Like,
1: you've got like just enough nerd into you to like qualify for Back to the Future. And you've got just enough retro as well that I felt like Back to the Future would have been the perfect choice.
0: That was a good choice. you know. Uh,
1: you I, know enjoy, I enjoy those ones as well. Those are good.
0: I love the scene in Back to the Future 2 where uh, Marty goes to the future, not the bar, but like the milkshake place. And they've got the the wild gunman cabinet in there. That's just a, you have to use your hands? That's a baby's toy, is the line in that portion. So sad. So sad that apparently a light gun game is a baby's toy. (sighs) So sad. So sad. Sleep? Well, I talk- Wanna go
1: into that for 15 minutes?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, we're only at 45 minutes. We've not talked about much of anything for 15 minutes exclusively here. Okay, That's okay. I mean, I'm talking about Aaliyah. People need their sleep. Yeah. Sleep is important. People undervalue their
1: sleep. Yeah. See how I kind of got you off on this tangent?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a lot better than than last week. You know, I I love Brian, but man, we went on so many strange tangents last week.
1: (laughs) Was it just like out of nowhere he'd be like, bananas are a good fruit?
0: No, 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 no. Okay. So last week, I can't believe I'm bringing this up again, but last week- Because Brian and I are very much, um, game-preferring people, which is apparently now how I'm going to tie in the other recurring segment that's been happening this semester, which is somehow finding a way to talk about the shirt that I'm wearing today. (laughs) It's very strange how this just keeps happening. Although now, at this point, I think I'm just trying to do it because it's happened in so many episodes. But today I'm wearing a fine, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Dr. Eggman-focused shirt, or Robotnik if you're, if you're super, I love the Genesis games only. But I digress. So we ended up going on just like a like a very long game focused tangent. Like I, the first time we were talking about it, and I, I was listening back to this and editing, I first said, or maybe he said, I don't remember. One of us said six minutes in. Wow, we went on this long tangent, and then Brian continued to ask me <laughs> questions about it. So we probably went on it for a very long period of time. So I apologize, listeners. I'm gonna try not to have that happen again. But like I said last week, I'd rather have the conversation go naturally where it wants to go than just push it somewhere that we're really not interested in.
1: Yeah. You gotta have a little bit of fun.
0: Exactly. So happy in that case. Yeah.
1: So sad sad. That's antonym of oh antonym of uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna imagine that pun work. <laughs> Yes.
0: Are there any other any other hobbies that I haven't listed here that you might be interested in? Things that people could be like, I didn't know Dylan did that. I should reach out to him because I do that too.
1: Uh, I already talked about stand-up for a bit. Talked about the gym. I talked about Netflix. That's about it right now, to be completely honest.
0: That's what you'll find Dylan doing. So yeah. if, he, if you want to learn about stand-up comedy, he's the guy to go
1: to. Yeah. I had the expertise of knowing that Chris Rock had a great bit about getting slapped. <laughs> I know, yes. that's like the big thing permeating
0: the news right now and yeah. I'm sorry I just do not care.
1: Yeah, it's like uh Ukraine situation is down here. Chris Rock getting slapped. Wow, look at this new interesting thing.
0: I know, it's just the it's the thing. Look at in this in headlines. slow motion. It's so ridiculous cuz I well cuz I think the Oscars are kind of looked at today as a little bit more of a joke than they used to be. Yeah, because it's a gathering of, like, a bunch of elites.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: But, dang it, they still had to find a way to, like, get it in the limelight. Like, I don't know if there would have been an article about the Oscars this year that appeared in my news feed if it weren't for the fact that Will Smith had to go and slap Chris Rock. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, that I was, don't know. That's the biggest uh, and best. That's how they grabbed our attention. Physical it's violence. Physical <laughs> violence. That's always a good one.
0: Next year, the host is going to, like, literally be, you know, kicked off of the stage.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm not sure if you know who this is, but I'm surprised Chris Rock got smacked at for that and Ricky Gervais was able to host, like, for so many years in a row without getting anything and without getting talked to or whatever. I mean, he got his flaming on social media, but he never got smacked for it.
0: There was He, he never personally made fun of an actor such that... He had to get slapped like Chris Rock did. Oh, he made fun
1: of plenty of people. <laughs> well, he w- I, he was merciless.
0: Well, that's the kind of person that I want hosting these things: is people making fun of people without yeah.
1: mercy. Yeah, that's how that's how the Oscars is getting into viewership now. It's like, haha ha, that person got made fun. World star got made fun of. If he were still alive, I would love to have
0: seen. George Carlin host the Oscars cuz Oh yeah,
1: he would be amazing. Yeah.
0: He he would rip into everyone.
1: Carlin really was an amazing uh sort of host. Like he would rip on he'd have these big fancy crowds would come see him from miles away. People would pay like hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars and then they he, they would like it's like this high elite class and then he'd say things like we should turn golf courses into shelters for the homeless and it's like that's a good point but it's like Come on, you're really gonna say that to us? Like we enjoy our golf courses? Yeah. See, he, he didn't care about anything or whoever was coming.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, I don't think he would be willing to host the Oscars specifically because of that feeling that he had. That he'd be like, "No, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. So if you ain't in it, I ain't in it." I just, I get that impression from him.
1: Yeah. You know. Carlin always gets a good rep for that, but like, there's one comedian that like just never truly blossomed because he had the unfortunate event of like dying early. And his name was like Patrice O'Neill. If you haven't seen Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room," it's probably one of the greatest comics that I've ever seen perform. Just like in general, like not live, he was so talented and like not caring for anyone at all like he didn't have any care in the world and he would have made another great Oscar host or whatever
0: yeah it's it's just a it's a shame I guess so would you call those two like some of your influences or who are your influences for your stand-up
1: person that finally pushed me to get into it was like Dave Chappelle I saw him and I was like okay I've got to try this this looks like he looks like he's having a fun life he looks like he's enjoying it that was another one of my biggest problems it's just like i didn't really know what i wanted to do because i wanted a job that i could enjoy like i've tried finance jobs i've tried computer science as i've said but like nothing could have felt like it could give me as much satisfaction as doing something like stand-up so i was like i should try this and it seems like it's working out so far have you done any
0: any of this like in public before yeah
1: i've done it a couple times the biggest problem though is that A, the distance, and I don't really want to walk everywhere all (laughs) the time. I do enough of that. And then, like, B, the cold. Mm -hmm. So, so like, next year I plan on having a car, and I'm going to probably do it a lot more often. But I've written a lot of stuff.
0: What is your favorite bit that you've uh, written so
1: far? I've written one bit about how Instagram thinks I'm gay. Uh, Instagram thinks you're gay. Yeah. Okay, go yeah, on. Like every once in a while, I get like a picture of like Lil Nas X in a crop top in my feed. <laughs> huh. Hmm. And, he's, and he's doing like this subtle expression of like doing this thing with like a shirt holding it, and he's like just very subtly pointing at his dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just very subtly.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Mm, I don't know what Instagram's going for there.
1: They must be incredibly confident in order to give me something like that, though. I mean, here, OK, here's the thing.
0: I don't really want pictures like that in any feed yeah. in general. I tend to think people who want those pictures will like go out of their way to look for them. Yeah. And I'm not judging here. You know, if you want to do that, that's fine.
1: Well, they got to keep your attention somehow.
0: Well, I'm just saying if somebody is spe- specifically wants to see how do I how do I put it here? Alluring photos, whether they are of men or women. They're going to go out of their way to look for them. They don't want... I don't know. I'm not convinced that they specifically want them in their Instagram feeds that they're probably looking at in public. Who knows? Who knows?
1: I mean, I... Gotta spice things up. Yeah. Remember, I, no game plan.
0: Yeah. I am I mean, there are... I'm. You know, there are those posts on Reddit of people that are like, this person ahead of me was watching pornography on the bus. So I guess it's not unheard of, but I'm just saying...
1: I don't want that in my feed.
0: Do you want that in your feed, whether it's, you know, gay or
1: not? No, nah, I don't really want anything. Be perfectly honest. I kind of just want to, I don't want anything in my feed. I just kind of want to see what my friends are doing. And then it's like, that's good enough. Like, I don't, it's social media. This is side tangent time. That's okay. It's, this is where the conversation's naturally going. Like, uh, I just think social media is honestly just too public and too personal So, like, there's just things that I don't want to see. There's just things that I don't want to mess with on social media. And it's just, like, I don't want to see what Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner are doing right now. Or I don't want to see the new Harry Styles album. I just want to see what my friends are doing.
0: It's like we just talked about with the Oscars. I don't care about any of that. (laughs) That's not what I'm out here for. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to have a good time. I I don't need to mess with anything big. So... Uh, I don't know
0: if you have any notes on you but are there any like you know little tidbits of your bits that you'd want to share here just to let people have an idea of
1: what it is you you do so the Instagram thinks I'm gay bit is one uh there's another one how how I have the body of a stalker like <laughs> okay if I like if I it may not look like it but like if I'm walking down the street on Friday night with a hoodie up people start to speed up a little bit it's not necessarily the greatest I still have a lot of details to work up but like it's kind of a rough situation for me like I wear glasses for that point now like I don't need to get any more vibes no no stalker wears glasses that's how I like to think of it
0: I don't know if I would say no stalker wears glasses but I guess I don't doesn't (laughs) seem like it no no stalker with your build wears glasses how about that Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know what exactly that means, but I just, I don't envision, I don't envision you as a stalker, but yeah, maybe if you put your hood up and it were Friday, dark in here. If I, I was Friday night so. and
1: I was like a little bit angry, dun, dun, eyebrows, dun, dun, dun. eyebrows crossed, like, and I was in a hurry, it was like, I could make someone uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. I don't think I have a very creepy build. I sure hope not. That's what. That's the hope.
1: You don't want a creepy build or whatever. No
0: one wants. No. Yeah. No person, male or female, wants a creepy
1: build. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard for a female to have like a creepy build or whatever. I don't know. It's like there's they're the ones that are worrying for their lives. They're not necessarily ones that are like, hey, that's going to be the person that. I guess I that
0: to... is true. That
1: that is a good point. Look at this side tangent. Now, now we've alienated like half of your audience. Are right?
0: I don't think. People, you know, in a speech and debate organization are that opposed to hearing controversial opinions because we hear them all the time here. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, Unless you have other stuff you want to share about. I think I'm ready to transition and talk about some other
1: stuff. Sure. Great time to transition. Stalker body to whatever you have. (laughs) Stalker body to some congratulations. Yay. Woo. This is I've had so
0: many chaotic episodes this semester. I love it. Let's talk about. uh, Oh, so I want to congratulate something that's been happening. I meant to talk about this last week. We've had were, – were you part of this group too, all the folks who have been helping raise us money by going to the
1: call center? and Not over spring break. I was out of there. I was like, I'm not bothering on spring break. But I feel like I've seen a picture of you doing it. Have you Yeah, done it? I've done it before.
0: So well, what was that like, selling people food?
1: <laughs> it was – Sure. (laughs) Sure? I mean, nobody's dream is to go out on their night when they could be doing homework, relaxing, and like, I want to sell greasy food (laughs) to the wrestling match with people that smell like they've been baked in sweat for the past three hours.
0: That sounds like it could be a comedy bit to me.
1: Possibly. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. You did a wrestling event in particular? Yeah, so like, I went to two of them. It was a wrestling event for, like, the state uh, high school or middle school. And then it was, like, also there was, like, a basketball game that we did. So we, I did both of those. Uh, I only did, like, the the half of the day. So, like, there were two time slots for mm-hmm. each time. I only did one of the time slots. Uh, so, yeah, I did that for a while. It's good that we raised the money. It was a bit disgusting of work, though, not in to lie
0: good that we raised the money the work itself isn't what you want to yeah. be doing but you know you gotta, gotta plus make there's money a lot somewhere. of
1: ice cream tempting you all the time
0: oh so you were at an ice cream booth too yeah. huh
1: yeah there was like i can't remember what it was it was like nachos ice cream soda for some reason i think that's it it was it's a very odd stamp yeah it's a snack booth
0: <laughs> well thank you dylan for going through that and helping us uh make Welcome. some money and thank you to everyone else who's been going. I don't again. I don't. I don't think there's a formal sort of list of the people who have been going that I recall. But I know there's all kinds of different pictures of people. So Sophie's been a big one. Pranav's been there. Will's been there. Aaliyah, Zach, Heights. I'm sure there are people I'm missing in that list. But like everyone who's been doing that, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for helping us keep doing what we're doing. Get those people up to Alaska to compete. Yeah that exciting. Did we
1: get all the money that we need for that or? We did not. So uh, sad.
0: That's, a, that's a sad. Thing that's a so sad. About. That is a so sad in this so happy segment. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so sad that we didn't get that, but we're raising money to make up for it. People are going to get up to Alaska if it's the last thing they do. The other thing I want to congratulate, and this was a, a bit of breaking news that was uh, posted late, late last evening at like, you know- <laughs> midnight, or no, was a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah, 11.39 p.m. on the uh, good old WSDS Group Me, which is that our uh, organization has won the Dean's Award of Excellence. Nice. I don't know what that entails other than bragging rights, yeah. but <laughs> bragging See, rights are but, pretty good.
1: Yeah. Not many people can say they receive the Dean's Award Excellent. There was no R there. Excellence.
0: Yeah, there was a. There was no R there. But I appreciate the attempt at uh rolling
1: your R's. Are, are it's you like Chewbacca? To,
0: I was gonna say, are you trying to do like an impression of a cat purring, or what are you going for? There?
1: I try, I try to roll my R's, but it sounds a lot more like Chewbacca. Did you speak Spanish or a language that yeah. rolled R's? Yeah, I. Uh, I'm actually studying Spanish as well. I guess that's another thing I do in my free time, but. We're already past that segment.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> we're we're past that segment. So I, I I am a Spanish speaker as well. It's been uh it's been a while since I've studied it, but we don't we don't need to go into into that necessarily. But yeah yeah that's the point. That's the congratulations. We have got people making us money who are having hopefully fun doing it. Was it at yeah. least fun?
1: Yeah, it was it was a social event, so that that's always a good thing. You get to talk with people. Well, there you go.
0: That's the biggest positive, I guess. And we won an award. That I hope is more meaningful than being on the Dean's list.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I don't know. In my experience, it doesn't it, it doesn't get you a ton, but I don't know. It, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try for stuff like that. So with that, I want to go more in depth on the categories that you compete in. Uh, we've talked a lot about impromptu and – well, Less about extemporaneous, but, you know, you're the third person on here who does Impromptu, which I suppose makes sense because I think everyone does Impromptu, if I recall? Yeah, basically. Tell me about your experience in Impromptu. Maybe just to refresh the audience, even though it might be a little redundant for people who've heard them all. Tell me about uh, how, how Impromptu works.
1: So Impromptu is you have seven minutes total. Typically, you spend about minute 30 of that to prepare. And then you go up and give a speech about a quotation that they give you. I say quotation uh, specifically because apparently the judges hate when you say quote. It's like a little culty thing that they have. So yeah, it's, you make a speak about a quotation, you usually have a thesis statement. Well, you always have a thesis statement. Then you have two points that you try to make on that thesis statement, and you have two bits of evidence for each of those uh, points as well. And then that usually wraps up the main body, and then you have the intro and outro. And then that's basically your speech.
0: And you do that all in seven minutes. So not only are you delivering the speech, you're also writing it and preparing all the notes for it. Yeah, you
1: basically spend minute 30 preparing for it. That's the goal.
0: Have you seen other people's speeches or have you just, like, seen
1: your own? So, like, in the speech pods, we have the regimented and the flexible pod. The regimented pod, like, consists of people that come every week. And I've seen their speeches a lot. I've seen how what they do, kind of how they do it. And uh, I've seen their growth over time. So, yeah, I've I've seen other people's speeches. Have you learned
0: some new techniques off of them that you're like, oh, I never thought about doing it like that before?
1: Uh, Tough no, to say? No. <laughs> no? Uh, it's more like we're all learning together, so we kind of learn the same stuff off of one another. We kind of get ideas like... Like, after our speech, we'll get feedback, and they're like, you should do it like this and that. It's like, I should probably do that. (laughs) So it's a little bit more of a direct collaborative process, it sounds like. Yeah, it's not like you're like,
0: I should pick that up. Tell me about some memorable quotations that you've seen,
1: either in tournaments or at practices or... So AJ, for some reason, he went on like a spree about doing quotations about food and appetite for a while. For, like, three weeks in a row, there was we just had quotations after quotations about food and, like, how that directly related to life somehow. So I don't really have any memorable quotations that that can be off of, but that was just one of the oddest themes that I've ever kind of seen out of the quotation.
0: Well, I can understand that, though, because I think food is a pretty universal subject.
1: Yeah, but it's not like... It's not, like, life story. I don't expect there to be, like, 15 quotations out of this. And then AJ shows up with, like, 45. And it's like, how do you get 45 quotations about food? What, you eating a lot of bananas or something? Is that how you get in all these? Well, But,
0: Dylan, who doesn't like food? Is there—I do not know a single person who doesn't eat.
1: <laughs> that is fair.
0: That is fair, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy to come up with quotations about food, I guess.
1: Yeah, but what, then again— I haven't seen any quotation about breathing. Touche. Or, or water. Touche. Or uh, going to school.
0: Okay, come on. Come on, Dylan. I guarantee there are quotations about going to school. And I, haven't, qu- I haven't seen any. Yeah. Or not, not any on my mind. You're doing, you're doing the old... Uh, if Devil's I, advocate? No,
1: not even that. You're doing the old, if I haven't seen it, it doesn't exist thing here. I'm <laughs> just making a point. Why does AJ have so many quotations about food? Well,
0: just because I can, and I have this device in front of me, let me pull up from Cadattle The 100 best water quotes, even though it should be quotations, as we've learned. Here is an inspirational water quote from, or excuse me, a water quotation from Margaret Atwood. Water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you.
1: How does, how does that relate to life, though? Oh, I remember, now that you say that. Uh, there is one quote, memorable quotation that I remember that was similar to that in a way. And it was a quotation by Barack Obama. Why can't I just eat my pancakes? And oh. I made a whole speech about that.
0: That reminds me of, like, do you remember the scandal when it's like, he puts mustard on his hamburger? <laughs>
1: I can see that. Yeah, I. In fact, I was one of those people. I was like, he puts that on his burger? Like, what? You I got, put mustard on my hamburgers. Well, that's not my thing. It's like when people go, like, mayonnaise and ketchup on the burger. And it's like, what are you doing?
0: I also put mayonnaise and ketchup on my burger, okay, Dylan.
1: So, so clearly we can't be friends. A- uh,
0: apparently not. So, and, you know, now, just because I can, I also pulled up quotes, even though it should be quotations, about school, just because i can here's a let me let me see if i can find a a good one i mean these are like some of them some of the ones on this list from shutterfly of all places you know the like the picture company they're kind of uh strange they're not entirely what i would call related to school and more so just education in general how about from malala Yousafzai? let us remember one book one pen, one child, and one teacher can change the world.
1: That's a good quotation.
0: That is a good quotation. Uh, I'll,
1: I'll give you that one. <laughs>
0: I converted you. You're now in agreement with me that there are good quotations about these
1: things. Yeah, but I'm just saying there, AJ still hasn't given us a lot about those. He has a lot about food. Well, but like I
0: said, food is a universal subject. Okay. Okay. You're not buying me on this, huh? There's a
1: lot of universe- you love is a universal subject.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. But
1: really, that the food quotations are the strangest ones, in your opinion? Yeah, he just has like 50 of them, and it's like they just came out of nowhere. He he was like one one day he sat down with us and was like, "Okay, guys, uh, we've got a f- thought of like a food theme, uh, so I have like 50 of these now, and it's we're gonna discuss these for like the next two months." <laughs> And then we're gonna move back to normal quotations because, and just make the food quotations look very out of place. Well, what do you what do you mean by normal quotation? Just something that's like uh, unthemed, it's like the "Why can't I just eat my pancakes out?" I don't know if that's exactly what Barack Obama said. I'm sure he said it at some point. <laughs> that specific idea, it wasn't the quote that we did after it wasn't necessarily related to pancakes or the Barack Obama. It was just like another random one.
0: Apologies, Dylan. It's actually that Barack Obama said, why can't I just eat my waffle? Oh, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> waffle pancakes. Same I difference. Just started, I
1: just started a race war between waffles and pancakes.
0: Yeah, and then French toast is French the toast <laughs> is, French toast is French toast is the
1: French toast is left out of it. They're just like, I don't want to be anything about it. Let me just live in peace.
0: So what kind of quotations do you want to see? I always come back to this uh, example uh, from one of my peers who did impromptu back in the day at the high school level, which only took five minutes for the whole thing, which may sound a little more stressful to you, since you're used to doing seven minutes for the whole thing. No, that's easier. Oh, you think that's easier? Yeah. You
1: have to talk for less time.
0: Well, I guess that is true. But you also get less time to prepare, I would say. But I I, I the, he had an entire round that was all quotations from The Simpsons. Okay. I mean, do you want to see rounds like that? That's like, uh, let, me, uh, let me get quotations from, <laughs> going back to what we talked about earlier, perhaps, quotations from Gotham.
1: Competitions will sometimes do stuff like that. So, like, we had one competition on, like, Valentine's Day, and there were a lot of quotations themed about love, for instance, and that's not unusual to see, just, like, some theme that they want to put in. But like, it was just weird for me to see that AJ had so many quotes about food. Quotations. I should go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cor- correct you on that because that's our thing now. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Quotation Squad. I hope you can forgive me. So for... sad. So
0: sad. I'll add quotations to the soundboard for every time that uh, someone says quote instead. Quotations. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts impromptu other fun impromptu stories
1: no not really fun I'm sure the others have heard plenty of stories about impromptu and from the others would you like to talk about extemp a little bit more
0: I would love to talk about extemporaneous speaking because you're only the second person who's talked about it on here with me
1: and Brian talked about it last week yes
0: Brian talked about it last week yeah how did he like it he seems to like it. He was like, you know, we've talked about, like, oh, democracy in Nigeria and COVID and Ukraine and Ukraine and Ukraine. You know, just like. I, Chris
1: Rock and Will Smith.
0: <laughs> honestly, I would not be surprised at the next speech tournament if
1: that's going to be a focus of Maybe. a prompt. It's going to be like a Will Smith quote, like, he had it coming. Quotation. Quotation. God, I said it at the same time. <laughs>
0: Oh, but it's not going to be a quotation. It's going is it? Cuz I thought it was some kind of question usually.
1: Uh yes, that one is always that one is always like a question like the classic example that was always given to us was like should Poland be allowed to join NATO? And then Jamie would always cuz this was always his example. He would say, "Uh no because of X, Y, and Z, Poland should not be allowed to join NATO." And then he would go into Deep death about why exactly Poland should not be allowed to join NATO.
0: Actually, go ahead and make the arguments.
1: Yeah, he'd always just give us the format like that. But yeah, it'd be it'd always be a question.
0: It's his his stump speech is going on why Poland shouldn't join NATO.
1: Yeah, that's hmm. a, that's his go-to.
0: Well, I guess it's a, an easy example, especially considering current events too.
1: Yeah, and then like uh, another one, he like was like bashing on a celebrity for a while. I have no idea who the celebrity. Ooh. was. But he was, like, he was like, I do not like that guy. And I was like, okay, sure, I don't know who he is.
0: Duly noted, Jeremy does not like that, that guy. guy. <laughs> Why don't you briefly explain the extemporaneous rules for folks who may not be familiar or did not listen to Brian's episode last week where he also briefly explained them.
1: So extemporaneous, or as many people call it, extemp, you have 30 minutes to prepare a speech answering a question It is usually either international, domestic, or social. For instance, the recent Supreme Court appointee, that could easily be a matter of whether that was like a good choice or not. Another question should be like, should the US send forces to Ukraine? That could be like an international question. Or like a social question could be like, is social media hurting teenagers? And then you just have to answer that question. You Googling extemporaneous I'm questions? trying to
0: look up extemporaneous like questions that are coming up because I did a, a draw category in my high school days. This is what they were called. There were two draw categories at the WFCA. One was extemporaneous speaking. Everyone would be all sitting in the draw room doing their work on their categories. And so they would get those questions straight from an envelope. They'd be like, this code come to the desk and get your question if they were extemp, and for practices they had some practice questions that they would they they just had on the website for extemporaneous folks. So I was gonna see. I wonder. I wonder if those questions are still up there and see if I would pose them to you. What you would do for, it. but I can't find
1: them in so a quick
0: enough. Yeah, so sad. So it works
1: so well. It works so well, well. We've plugged that like fifteen times now. We should have a little counter in the editor. Just have that flash over, like we've said it. Well, but this times. is this is an audio only show, so yeah. But you could like you could like edit it in with like Siri. Well, I, I like, guess what,
0: I guess what I could do is put in the description quantity of times that so sad was said in the
1: episode. Or you could like uh, just like insert a voiceover into the editing. Use your editing skills
0: <laughs> at the very end here. Be like, okay, so sad
1: has been said times,
0: x number of times in this episode. It's seriously going to become the new running joke, I guess. Well, well, have you been fielding all kinds of Ukraine questions recently, too? I assume that's the main topic.
1: So actually, I haven't done extemp for a little bit here just because of the fact that it took me. I haven't been at a competition in a while, and I usually spend my time at practices just working on impromptu quotations just because impromptu and extemp work over with each other so well you can get more practice out of doing impromptu for a certain amount of time than you can with extempt.
0: Well, yeah, because you need the 30 minutes to prepare for a question in extemporaneous. And then it's
1: also a seven-minute speech then. So, yeah, it just takes a lot longer, and it's a lot more time-consuming. And Yeah. But it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to take a stance, especially with one you don't agree with, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to take a stance on this thing that I have very little expertise about, and I'm going to say it with authority, and I'm going to get credit for it and hopefully awards.
0: Is that usually what you have to do because of the evidence that you find when you're researching? That you think, oh,
1: I know how I would answer
0: this question. No, that's not how I answer the question according
1: to the the sources here. No, my thing is usually like, uh, hey, I have no idea what this is talking about. Let's just go with it and see what we can find. And then it's like, I use that and I'm... Cause like, I honestly don't have a lot of opinions on the world. I'm young, I'm free flowing still, so like I don't have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. So like, if you came up and told me, "Hey, what do you think about this?" I could be like, "Who's to say?" Ooh, so
0: you wouldn't be one of those uh, those confrontational people on a college campus? You're saying? No, I'm not one of
1: those. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. <laughs> I, I Every, am. Everyone knows what. That,
0: I am though. not making allusions to a certain group here. I am. You know, okay, I will not be confrontational, but there are definitely times when I have thought about being confrontational, but that's neither here nor yeah. there.
1: Well, it's just it's sometimes it's just weird to see like someone with like a sign on Bascom Hill and it's like at times I'm like, oh shit, oh someone is over there i I like barely even see him standing there or whatever. and it's like I didn't I always just find that a little bit weird so yeah, I'm not I'm not confrontational. I don't have a lot of strong opinions on things or whatever.
0: I hope this is a thing that people do, but I will frequently envision what I think would happen in a situation. I, is that weird, Dylan? Or? No, I think that's normal. Okay, not. good. <laughs> people go to mental hypotheticals. Like, you ever know, you ever see those people on State Street who walk around with either megaphones or like the things where it's like they, it's usually like really super religious, I've noticed yeah. is the pattern too. Again, like neither here nor there. But I'm just saying, like, what would what would I do if one of these people tried coming up to me and was like, tried asking me some kind of some kind of question? Should I sh- should I go with snarky response here or just say the comfortable thing to get on with my day? I don't I don't know yeah. what's the better.
1: It's like difficult to say. Like, what what would I do here? What what is the socially acceptable? easiest thing to get away with and get on with my life type thing
0: the edgy 21 year old in me wants to be like no you're wrong but the non-confrontational side in me wants to be like i just hope they don't come up to me
1: yeah. in the first place <laughs> honestly part of life is just like not get noticed so i like i'm just trying my best to like move along that sort of type of deal mm-hmm, exactly it's a good way of describing it look at this side tangent
0: Honestly, though, the side tangents in this episode have been a lot closer to the main subject matter, in a way, than last week's are. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I might
1: I might just have to go see what Brian said now.
0: Well, if you really want to hear about a semi-niche Japanese visual novel series famous on the Nintendo DS... That's what Brian talked about. Bo- okay, because both him and I are... We're hawks of... Phoenix, right? We we I love don't. that stuff. I don't know if that's a name you're familiar with at all. No. You're just saying, okay, okay smiling, I... smiling yeah, smiling, smiling, nod, yeah, I can I cannot blame you. It's okay. People do not have to be interested in these sorts of things the same way. That I am, but yeah, I mean, if you want to hear him and I talk about that for like thirty minutes, uh, that that is most okay. Probably wasn't thirty minutes, but that's your prerogative. I I had fun talking about it, and Brian was like, "I don't, you know, I don't have ever get the opportunity to talk about this with anyone." So I guess I'm taking this opportunity now. It's more or less what he said after the fact, so I I can't be upset
1: about it. Gives you a diverse array of opinions. Oh,
0: absolutely. That's. I mean, that's why I like to focus a big part of this show on what do you like to do? Because, yeah, you know, you're—lo and behold, it's the people who care about this very niche series. It's me and Kaylin and Brian and Daniel. And look, that's four people who could all get together and sort, sort, almost do like a book club sort of deal thing. yeah Or like I, I was talking earlier, you know, you and Zach— Or divergent in that you like more gym stuff, he likes more sports stuff, but you both like athletic stuff in general. Yeah. Now you may be like, oh, I should reach out to Zach and see if we can do something together like that. Yeah. That's
1: the whole point of doing that. Like, he catches the dumbbell that I throw at him. Well, I wouldn't do that, but... Well, that's a great combination. I have my workout, and then (laughs) he plays football with a dumbbell. (laughs)
0: He was, he's more of a basketball person oh, and a okay. volleyball person is what he told me. So I'll dunk on him more for the dumbbell then. How about that? <laughs> yep. He will totally not
1: get crushed or have his arm broken by doing that at all. Who knows? We'll see. So sad. So sad. No, that was that was a so happy moment. Oh, that was a so happy moment? Yeah. Like, we—that that is us bonding. I guess. Well, yeah. this, this is all hypothetical.
0: This hasn't happened yet, but I don't know.
1: Zach, do you want to reach out to me? and uh, you want to get dunked on with a dumbbell, you know who to talk to.
0: Hit up Dylan. He's uh, happy to oblige, I guess. Exactly. Well, we ended up having a very short conversation about speech here. I feel like we could have gone into a little bit more depth, but you know that, it is what it is. I kind of like I said, I would rather have the conversation go where it wants to go. And I guess that's one of the, the issues right now is just, because a lot of you folks are doing similar stuff it's hard to try I don't want to tread ground so many times in a row you know what I mean
1: Yeah exactly
0: which isn't your fault it just is what it is but i think maybe next year when we have more prepared speeches there could be some very interesting speech focused episodes coming up here Yeah
1: like you get to talk about like what what is the meaning of life more in depth or something along that line
0: Well sure but i'm saying you know if someone's doing their informative speech like you know, Marina and I had a good conversation on on her episode about primates and uh
1: yeah, cuz she 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 is the go-to monkey girl.
0: She is, she is the go-to monkey girl. You yeah, are right. That's a that little is... that,
1: that's not an insult. She likes researching monkeys. I uh, just wanted to clarify that so I don't get called something a bully, bad. A bully. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. Bully. That's a good word for it. We 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 like having fun names for people. Yeah. Not that I've ever called
1: anybody that monkey before. Girl, not that you've ever called anyone monkey girl before.
0: No, but she she lo- she loves her apes. Is yeah. the the point from that conversation? It was primates and altruism. That's the word I am looking for. Altruism. It's the best feeling when you think of the word that you are trying to look for. But yeah, we, we we talked about that, and we talked about the speech itself. That's that's kind of the flaw, I guess, in talking about impromptu and extemporaneous is when you don't when you don't have the the exact subject matter to go with it. It's tough to talk exactly about it in depth. yeah. I get
1: that. But
0: it's okay. Like I said, I can't blame anyone for not necessarily being prepared to do that yet.
1: Yeah, I get that. You got to grow into it. You got to grow into it. It's like a pair of shoes when you're small. Yeah. See, look at that analogy. That could have been a perfect impromptu analogy because it doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it a lot, (laughs) but like it's good enough on the fly.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Well, Dylan, is there anything additional you think we need to share today, whether it's about anything, or are you prepared for me to close up this episode?
1: Only if you are. Only if I am? Are you ready? I'm asking you if you want to share stuff. And I'm wondering if you're ready to close it. I am ready to close it.
0: Only if you don't have any other thoughts you want to share on extemporaneous, impromptu speaking, or things that you do.
1: Or our successes. I'm wondering... About if you're w- ready to close this show. That's my thought. final closing thought.
0: All right, well, fine. Then I'm going to stop this who's on first scenario here and say, folks, we've got some very fine links in this uh, audio description. Who's on first? Uh, last time I checked, it was who that is on first. Who's that? He's per- a person whose last name is who. That bit would have been so much less funny if they just
1: said that. Wait, I didn't hear that. You said "I who's on first? I didn't hear what you just said.
0: I don't know, but what I do know, like I said, is there are links in our podcast description here. We've got uh, a link to a Facebook page. If you still use Facebook, it seems to be not popular amongst our young people anymore. I don't know
1: because it's creepy. It's creepy. It's stalking people. It's t- it's stealing our data.
0: Well, I guess you know they're they're very meta now.
1: Yeah, uh, they are. That is indeed true. They are meta now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have a we also have a Twitter account. If you like to do some tweeting
1: instead of posting. Tweet at us, yep. at. That's where you insert it there.
0: I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't remember what exactly it is. It's probably like Wi speech debate or yeah,
1: something. yeah. But you get like the robot voice to say
0: at, at, da, 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 da.
1: yeah, exactly. But in a very robotic voice. Uh,
0: you can also check out our images on Instagram, which hopefully will not come with any additional pictures like Dylan has experienced earlier. Follow and us or, on Insta. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at. Uh, the link will be there or you can check out our like couple of public youtube videos or if you're part of the organization i'm sure i've i've probably sent you a couple because i'm even i've put some some good effort into editing those videos i even last week i did something i haven't done in a while which is i finally edited a bunch of videos for us and put the them gentleman. on the youtube channel so you know if people need to see the some of those forensics trainings now they can see them maybe maybe
1: now, now they are ready
0: they are completely ready. I, I wanted to do a little, little more with them, but I was just like, I can't keep sitting on these forever. I got to just get them out. If, if I can't do what I want to do with it, it'll be fine. All right. But that's what we have in there. And we're also, I don't promote this as much anymore, and it's never happened anyway, but at the bottom, you'll see the link to anchor.fm slash WSDS slash message, which means people could send us in voicemails if they wanted. And I could play them on the show, but nobody's taken that opportunity yet. So, so. sad.
1: So sad. See- I've been go- growing that saying. That's going to be all over social media in like two years. So sad? Yeah. Trust me. It's going to become number one.
0: Well, duly duly noted, Dylan. I will come back here whenever you are allowed to be on the show again, listening to you, sitting across from whoever the new host will be at that time. And I expect to hear at least ten references to So Sad. So Sad. So Sad in that episode. Uh, but with that, folks, I'm going to completely, fully close it up here. It's been a pleasure... Uh, I hope you listen in again next week. Thank you very much.